Welcome to God is Open. I am your host, Christopher Fisher. Today on God is Open, we're going to be responding to this Calvinist uh, blog called Trilog. And to his response to my article, my article was written in 2017. He just stumbled across it, apparently, posted a response on May 11th, and now we're sitting at May 18th. So we got a timely response in response to his response to my response. And we'll see what he says here. So his first uh, criticism isn't really substantial. He's just affirming the things that I say. His original article basically listed out verses with commentary, and the commentary and the verses, it really didn't explain what the heck he was thinking quoting them and so it didn't really affirm calvinism there and one thing calvinists like to do is they think that their proof texts speak for themselves so it's a guessing game like they'll, they'll hit you with a bunch of their proof texts and uh normal rational people won't see calvinism in those proof texts and they'll be just in there wondering what are you doing what what is in this verse that you think affirms your point it's because the Calvinists live in their little bubble worlds. And so that's that was what was going on in the original article. And he admits that. Uh, but he with caveats, of course. You could read his response if you want those caveats. But his first substantive criticism uh, is a total fabrication. But so, so let's read this. This is my quote that he's quoting. A few things of note, just the text of Genesis 45, 5 through 8, 5020 negates Reformed theology on its own, much less the wording of the associated quote. The main issue is that Calvinists, Reformed, and often Arminians do not tend to talk about God as they actually believe God is. In Reformed theology, God is simple, outside of time, pure actuality. God cannot do things, but forever remains immutable. God cannot speak or interact with creation. God cannot be related to creation in any sense, for that would defy his transcendence and simplicity. This guy's response, Trilobog's response, oh bless his heart. This is what he writes. Here the critic is confounding Calvinism with Reformed Thomism. And then the whole paragraph after this goes on just talking about Thomism and stuff like that. Here's the thing. He doesn't know what the heck he's talking about. He does not know his own theology. And this is uh, pretty pretty uh, common in Calvinism where Calvinists just don't know their own theology. I got this uh, Divine Simplicity poll that I put up in a Calvinist website. And uh, over 100 responses. And it's a mix 50-50 between... Here's the question. Do you accept the doctrine of divine simplicity? And uh, 58 people say, well, let's see, 47 say yes. And 58 say, do, 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 drum roll, not familiar with it. Calvinists don't understand their own theology. And the people who wrote no, you can see their little pictures. They're open theists. They're open theists that are responding to my poll on a Calvinist website for some reason. Don't vote in my polls on a Calvinist website. Open theists, okay? But uh, all the Calvinists, either they've never heard of it and they don't understand it, they're not familiar with it, or they accept it. What are the two? Trilobog is in his own little world where he thinks that it's just perfectly normal and rational not to accept divine simplicity. But he's wrong. He is wrong. One of my favorite Calvinists is uh, James Doezel. I think it was, I said his name right this time. For once, I could say his name right. And he wrote the book, uh, All That Is In God. He also wrote the book, God Without Parts, which is a primary treatise on divine simplicity and, and the historicity of it. And in his next book, All That Is In God, is fairly new, and it's a lovely book. Go grab that book, read that book, and uh, understand what he's arguing there in his latest book is these people who are trying to at the same time, affirm divine immutability or divine simplicity and then adding emotions to God, they're, they're denying fundamentally divine simplicity. 
and divine simplicity. He does a historical survey of it. And I've done my own work on divine simplicity. You can find that on the blog. God is open under the historical quotes. This is a real thing. This is not a Thomasism thing. This is not just Thomas Aquinas as this trilobog thinks. He's ignorant. He doesn't know history. He doesn't know metaphysics. He doesn't know what he's talking about. And here's the conclusion of Dolazel. The doctrine of divine simplicity is among the most fundamental and widely held dogmas of classical Christian theism. It is clearly central to the collective consciousness of historical Christian thought on God. And uh, our trilobog guy here is over here saying that, oh, that's just a Thomistic thing. That's uh, just a Thomas Aquinas. And not everyone believes it. Everyone does. It's classical Christianity. If you deny it, you're denying classical Christianity. And as James Dwezel writes, welcome to theistic mutilism. And he compares you. He compares you to the open theists. So welcome to open theism. Trilobog Calvinist, you're now an open theist. You believe in theistic mutilism. And God can change. You can, God can change. He's not divinely simple. Fantastic, Trilobog. You, so you're ignorant of history. So let's also... To just drive this in, to punch this little point a little further. Let's see if Calvin himself denied or affirmed divine simplicity. And then after that, we'll start going over various Calvinistic systematic theologians. See what they thought about the issue. So Calvin's writings, you got to understand that Calvin was not a metaphysician. He didn't write uh, metaphysics. So it's not like he has a normal systematic theology in which he says, this is God. These are the attributes of God. These are the definitions of those various attributes. And here's what they mean. Instead, he actually writes about fairly mundane type of things. And, and then you have to understand his metaphysics are just piled in there. You find references, veiled references, uh, sometimes fairly explicit references to his held metaphysics, but you won't find a treatise on his metaphysics expressly. And so his metaphysics need to be pulled out of other areas where he's not actually talking about metaphysics. And one of those areas which is very telling is his his writings on the Trinity, where uh, he defers to Augustine. He was a huge fan of Augustine. He affirmed almost everything Augustine did, and uh, he carries on those traits. But let's talk about some of his writings and his references to divine simplicity in his writings on the Trinity. Here's Calvin. In this one essence are three persons, yet so that neither is there a triple God, nor is the simple essence of God divided. Moving on. For the essence of God, being simple and undivided and contained in himself entire, in full perfection, without partition or diminution, it is improper, nay, ridiculous to call it his express image. You know, this is what he believes, that God is pure simplicity. God has no parts. God has no moving, no potentiality, nothing that can move or diminish God. This is classical theism. And Calvin uh, admits to it. Calvin uh, adheres to divine simplicity. Trilobog does not. He, he doesn't know his own metaphysics. Fantastic. So one of my other polls that I did in this Calvinist webpage was, who's your favorite systematic theologian? And let's start going through these people one by one. Uh, Louis Burkhoff. Let's pull Louis Burkhoff up and, and see if he believed in divine simplicity. Here he is. 
When we speak of the simplicity of God, we use the term to describe the state or quality of being simple, the condition of being free from division into parts and therefore from compositeness. It means that God is not composite nor is susceptible to division in any sense of the word. This implies, among other things, that the three persons in the Godhead are not so many parts of which the divine essence is composed, that God's essence and his perfections are not distinct and that the attributes are not superadded to his essence, since the two are one. The Bible can speak of God as light and life, as righteousness and love, thus identifying him with his perfections. The simplicity of God follows from some of his other perfections, from his self-existence, which excludes the idea that something preceded him, as in the case of compounds him, and from his immutability, which cannot be predicated of his nature, if it were made up of parts. He's a believer in pure actuality. God can't be added to in any sense. God cannot gain new things to his nature. God cannot gain new actions. These, these are things that uh, are precluded from God. This is uh, Calvinist, uh, number one systematic theologian. Let's look at uh, Bavink. Bavink's our next guy on the list and see if he affirms the doctrine of divine simplicity. The oneness of God does not only consist in a unity of singularity, however, but also in a unity of simplicity. And he goes on to make a ton of caveats. He quotes a lot of historical individuals who affirm divine simplicity throughout. It's just not Thomas Aquinas. It's this guy, Trilobog, he's, he doesn't know what he's talking about. Kind of getting a sense of how Bavink uses the word divine simplicity. Here's a quote again about the Trinity, which is a great test case in order to see how people think that simplicity operates in, in, in uh, relation to the Trinity. He writes this, Now that the divine being is not composed of three persons, nor is each person composed of a being and personal attributes of that person, but of one uncompounded, simple being exists in three persons. Every person or personal attribute is not distinguishable in respect of essence, but only in respect of reason. Every personal attribute is indeed a real relation, quotes, quotes around that, but adds nothing real to the essence. The personal attributes do not make up, but only distinguish the persons. Bavink is definitely a believer in divine simplicity, classically, classically, maybe with some caveats, but let's move on to our next guy. Shed is the next on the list. The simplicity of God denotes that his being is uncompounded, incomplex, and indivisible, a most pure spirit without parts. Yeah, he, he, he believes in divine simplicity. He, he's an adherent. The next guy on our list is uh, Schaeffer, Lewis Sperry Schaeffer. I don't have his work, but uh, looking at his work on Google Books, it doesn't look like it's talking about metaphysics. So we're moving on to The Existence and Attributes of God by Stephen Charnook. And so pulling that up, this is Charnook. If God were not a spirit, he were not immutable and unchangeable. His immutability depends on his simplicity. He is unchangeable in his essence because he is a pure and unmixed spiritual being. Whatsoever is compounded of parts may be divided into those parts and resolved into those distinct parts, which make up and constitute the nature. Whatsoever is compounded is changeable into its own nature, though it should never be changed. Anyways, so all these Calvinist uh, systematic theologians, they agree in divine simplicity, the traditional classical definition, which is denied by Trilobog. And here's the thing. He, just, he doesn't understand that he's denying 
classical Calvinism. This is this this is Calvinistic beliefs that he's reclassifying as Thomism because he doesn't know what he's talking about. Does not know what he's talking about. Oh, delicious, delicious, delicious. So let's read. We're going to skip this paragraph because he just keeps talking about Thomism. He's confused what Thomism is. He's confused what Calvinism is. We'll go to his next. It's no secret that I am critical of Thomistic simplicity. Really? I think you're denying classical simplicity. You're not a Calvinist. Welcome to the theistic mutabilist, as uh, Dozel will say, that uh, you're now an open theist. Welcome, welcome to the party. As for pure actuality, depending on what that means, I agree that God himself is fully realized. God is not a contingent being. That said, there is a divine potential in the sense that creation doesn't exhaust or coincide with divine omnipotence. Oh, there's potentiality in God. That means he's not pure actuality. That means he's not pure acity and, or aseity. Oh, you are denying it all. Oh, oh, lovely, lovely, lovely. You have denied Calvinism. You just don't know. You're historically ignorant. That That's the main takeaway from this is you just don't know what you're talking about historically. I mean, that's fine if you deny divine simplicity, more power to you. But claiming that you're following any sort of tradition and that you're not throwing away the whole of Christian history, ah, that is just, that's wrong. You're wrong. You're wrong. It's so funny. And he writes this, in addition, God assumes contingent relations. Oh, fantastic. God's economic roles are optional rather than necessary. Oh, I'm glad you say so. Welcome to the party. You're now an open theist. You have denied Calvinism. Congratulations. Welcome to Open Theism. Try the blog. Uh, you're our latest adherent. We should be linking to you as an open theist because that's what you are. Anyways, that's it for this mini-sode for today. Uh, I just thought it was funny that this guy doesn't know his own metaphysics, his own theological history. And he's just he's just ignorant. And he, he basks in it. He thinks... He uses words he doesn't understand. He doesn't know what he's talking about. Anyways, that's that's my experience with Calvinists. They don't know their own theology. And this guy is uh, evidence number one. This is our primary evidence here, Trila blog. And he, I, I don't know how prominent in the Calvinistic circles he is, but he seems seems mainstream. I don't know. I don't know if he is. But uh, And even he doesn't know. He's one of those 50% uh, of Calvinists who just don't understand their own metaphysics, as my poll shows. He's not the other 50% who affirm divine simplicity. And uh, he's probably one of those two open theists who say no to divine simplicity. Welcome to open theism, buddy. Welcome. Anyways, uh, like, leave a comment, start a thread on God is Open Facebook page. Thank you for listening.